Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. You know, that performance today told the Christmas story from the perspective of a curious sheep. And a healthy curiosity is a brilliant characteristic. Curiosity has been the catalyst for so many of the great ideas and discoveries in the world. Albert Einstein, he once said, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. Curiosity is one of the beautiful things that you see when you observe children. That curiosity coupled with wonder and contemplation, sadly it can often be lost in adulthood. But Jesus told stories precisely to spark curiosity. Jesus, he taught about the fact that there are some spiritual things which are hidden and will only be revealed to the curious. And the claims about Christmas, about this child, Jesus Christ, who broke into the world, being God himself to save us from our sins, to reconcile us with God, those claims are too staggering not to be curious in the very least about them. And that's what I want to speak about today. In that play that we've just seen, that little sheep was wise enough to go and to check it out. That curious sheep. Well, that's a play. But you know, we see the same curiosity exhibited on the part of some Bible characters. And also, in some instances, other characters who don't exhibit that curiosity. And so that's what we're going to look at today, because the Bible shows that when the first Christmas happens, there were some who were curious, curious enough to go and investigate, and they were able to receive the true blessing of Christmas. The events of that manger in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago, the angels described it as news of great joy. But if we are to experience the true meaning of Christmas and the great joy that the angels were talking about, then we need to be willing to explore it. And so especially if you're new to this church and Christianity stuff, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're here in the building and this is all new to you. What if this is true? What if it's not just the stuff that nativity plays are made of? What if Jesus, that baby boy who came into the world, really is the Son of God? And what does that mean for you today? My message this morning is entitled, When Christmas Comes. What kind of response will you make when Christmas comes? The Bible shows that when the first Christmas came, the original characters responded in a variety of ways. And some were ready for Christmas and others were not ready for Christmas. I encourage you to go and read about their responses later in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2 and the Gospel of Luke chapter 2 as well. We can think of the shepherds and the wise men, for instance, economically and socially and culturally. They couldn't have been further apart, yet they both recognized that 
That baby boy, Jesus Christ, had what they needed. And their response was the same. It was a response of worship. But then there's King Herod. He responded with utter intolerance and hatred and animosity. There's also the religious teachers. And curiously, they responded with sheer indifference. Let's just think about Herod for a moment. King Herod. Have you ever wondered why Herod was not able to see that bright star? I mean, the wise men, they were able to see it from far away lands. And Herod, who was comparatively much closer to it, he was not able to see it. Perhaps he just didn't have the eyes to see it. Or have you ever wondered why Herod wasn't able to hear that glorious announcement of the angels to those shepherds of Bethlehem again. He was quite close. I don't think he had the ears to hear it. You see, the thing is, Christmas came to Herod just as surely as it came to the shepherds and to the wise men, but he completely missed it. So here's my point. It's possible for Christmas to come and to go and yet to completely miss it. Herod missed it because his heart was cold towards God. His was not a posture of curiosity and seeking. But the shepherds, they said, let's go to Bethlehem and see. They decided to go and check it out for themselves. They were curious enough. Similarly, the wise men, they set out on a journey, quite literally, a quite a far journey to a faraway land. And like the shepherds, their journey of faith was rewarded as they found what they were looking for in that baby boy. Or perhaps more accurately, I should say, they found what they didn't even know they were looking for when they set out on that journey in the first place. But Herod, he was not willing to make that short journey. He didn't have a heart that believed and instead he was only thinking about everything that he thought he'd lose. But there's one thing that I'll give Herod credit for. At least he responded. Even if it was the wrong response to reject Jesus as king, at least he made a decision. One of the things I find the most bizarre of all about the response of some of the Christmas characters is that the religious professionals, the spiritual elite of Israel, at least that's how they considered themselves, the ones who should have really known it, the religious people, they responded with indifference. These religious teachers, they, you can read about them in Matthew chapter 2, they had studied the Old Testament pretty much night and day. They learned it and recited it and memorized it. They knew it inside out, so much so that when Herod was to ask them, where is the Christ to be born? They were able to immediately say, in Bethlehem in Judea, because they knew about the prophecy. And yet strangely, when those wise men now announced the birth of this long-promised king, the Messiah, they just couldn't be bothered to go. And to check it out. They weren't curious enough to go and investigate the rumor. You know, the journey from Jerusalem, where they were, to Bethlehem, is just about 
six miles. Now, there's different walking paces, but I guess that takes just a couple of hours. Imagine that. They were just six miles away from the most important event in the entire history of the world. Not just the world, but the universe. And yet, their response was one of indifference. Six miles, just a couple of hours. Six miles from salvation. Six miles from deliverance. Six miles from healing. Six miles away from eternal life. And they were indifferent to it. So close and yet so far. It reminds us that we can be up close here in a service, hearing a message about the true meaning of Christmas and still be so far. It reminds us that we can be singing at home beautiful carols declaring the glorious truths about God and still miss it so close and yet so far. We do well to learn from this because I dare say with all the nativities that we've attended in our lives and in a nation such as ours where there are still at least the vestiges of a Christian culture that we know the Christmas story quite well. We know about the angels and Mary and Joseph and no room at the end. We know the Christmas story quite well but it's still possible to know a lot about Christmas and still miss it. Listen, Knowing is great. It's a good thing. And it starts there. But so long as the Christmas story remains just another story, then it won't be of any personal benefit to us. So long as we simply remain indifferent to it. It's a nice story. It doesn't require anything of me. You won't know what the Bible says about the true joy and fulfillment and satisfaction in life that is available to you. I want to tell you today that the Christmas story demands a personal response. And every year at Christmas time, a line is drawn. There are people like the shepherds and the wise men who are curious enough to go and check it out. And they come to Jesus. They find the meaning of life and they respond in worship. But then there are those like Herod who remain hard-hearted and they are not open to the things that God wants to do in their lives. And still there are others like those religious teachers who are just plain indifferent. When Christmas comes, what will your response be? All those biblical characters I've mentioned today, they all had the same facts at their disposal. They all knew that a baby had been born and they all had heard what was being claimed about that baby. Herod knew and tried to kill him. The religious teachers knew and they ignored him. The wise shepherds, the wise men and the shepherds, they knew and they worshipped him. And that should ultimately be our response because at the end of the day, the tolerance or the intolerance of Herod and the indifference of those religious teachers it amounted to the same thing. And they missed the true meaning of Christmas. So what will your response be when Christmas comes? You know, it's possible to spend a great deal of time in the run-ups in days like this preparing for Christmas. We get all of our cards written. We get all the decorations up. We, we, we buy all the gifts and send them out. We 
buying all the food and get ready for this great Christmas day. And it's possible amidst all of the hustle and bustle of this season to miss what it's really about. Making room for Jesus Christ in our heart. To seek the true meaning of Christmas. To find the God who is extending his hand towards us. So what will you do when Christmas comes? Will you at least be curious enough to check it out? These staggering claims about who this Christ child really is. As we learn from the shepherds and the wise men, if we seek him, we will truly find him. And so today I want to encourage you, whether you're here in the building or you're watching online at home, to open your heart to Jesus. Christmas is basically God's promise to be with you. God with you in good times and God with you in bad times, in sickness and in grief, in financial trouble, in all kinds of emotional pain, even in the midst of the craziness of a pandemic. God with you. And there is true joy to be found in relationship with Jesus Christ because the greatest joy of all is known in that relationship because that relationship brings us to a place of peace with God. We can know the liberation and the weight of sin being lifted, those sins that have disconnected us from God and we can be reconciled to God. We can become who we were truly meant to be in the first place when God created us. But you cannot truly know the joys of Christmas without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you are curious about this and you want to know more, don't just leave it here. Investigate. Go further. On the screen right now, there's uh, two website links which you can use to start off that exploration to, to, to satisfy our hope, a little bit of that curiosity. Citychurchcardiff.com forward slash Christianity, where you can find out more about the claims of Jesus Christ. We also have fantastic courses such as Alpha, where you can just ask questions and hear a little bit more. No strings attached. Is there a God? How can I find true happiness in life? What happens after death? Is the Bible really true? You can come and explore questions such as that. But you know, some may be ready to make a decision today. Because our journeys are different and the length is different. The wise men, they went on a far away journey. The shepherds, comparatively, their journey was quite short. And there may be some watching today, some here in this room under the sound of my voice, who are ready to say yes to Jesus right now. There's no better day to do that than right now. And what a better way to prepare for Christmas than saying yes to Jesus and if you'd like to do that, there's a prayer that's going to appear on the screen right now. Maybe you want to just cast your eye over it. It's a prayer saying sorry to God for the sins that you've committed, the sins that have separated you from him. It's a prayer inviting Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior. It's a prayer through which you can make peace with God. And it's a prayer through which you say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I recognize that at Christmas, you came for me. Come and be born in my heart today. So if you're ready to say that prayer from your heart, then I want to encourage you, wherever you are, to say that with me as I read it now. 
and also to say it out loud. And I believe that this is a moment of salvation and this is a moment of utter life transformation. Let's say this prayer together. Jesus, I acknowledge that I have done wrong things and that my sin has separated me from you. But I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I ask for your forgiveness and thank you for your gift of new life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I choose relationship with you and I choose to live for you. Please come into my heart and change my life now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.